Hi, and welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip, Executive Vice President at Hadar, and I'm so excited to be your host. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah from Hadar Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Aviva Richman. Let's listen. Hi, this is Aviva Richman from Hadar, sharing some thoughts on Parshat Vayetze. Facing Our Blessings, Part 2. Recognition. When last we left Yaakov, his father had given him a blessing without recognizing him, a blessing that Yaakov knows was not meant for him. As he flees from home, he is plagued by wondering whether he deserves blessing at all, and this anxiety continues to nag at him throughout his time with Lavan. On a literary level, recognition, or lack thereof, reemerges at pivotal moments of this unfolding story. Following the theme of recognition in Yaakov's journey allows us to address the same fundamental questions ourselves. Do we deserve the blessings we have? Do we get the blessings we deserve? Lavan confronts Yaakov when he sneaks away with his large family and many possessions to return home. Accusations abound. Most pointedly, Lavan accuses Yaakov of stealing his idols. In response, Yaakov says, Negarachenu. In the presence of our kinsmen, recognize what I have of yours and take it. At face value, he is simply saying that Lavan should check for the idols. But the significance of this imperative, recognize, becomes more powerful when we pay close attention to the broader meaning and usage of this word. The last time we saw this Hebrew root, was when Yaakov came to Yitzchak for blessing, and he did not recognize him, below Hikiro. These two scenes are the first times the Torah uses this relatively uncommon root, nun kaf resh. Literarily, the scenes are in conversation, centered around the theme of recognition. What does recognition entail? It can simply mean to identify something or someone but it can also connote feelings and actions that flow from recognition of a particular individual. A judge should not recognize one party over the other and give preferential treatment, we see in Devarim. A father should not recognize the son of a beloved wife and offer more inheritance over and above the firstborn from a hated wife, also in Devarim. In one grammatical form, the Hebrew root can also mean its opposite to disguise or alienate. The concept of recognition in these broader senses has been the object of much study across disciplines in the past several decades, in philosophy, psychology, and neuroscience alike. With recognition comes clarity about who we are, who we are in relationship with, and what these relationships require of us. This concept of recognition drives the string of stories of Yaakov and his sons throughout the book of Breshit. Pivotal moments hinge on this same Hebrew root and on the root question of whether a relationship will deepen in mutual recognition or unravel in alienation. Yehuda shows Yaakov Yosef's coat dipped in blood, saying, Recognize, haker na. Is this Yosef's coat? As a mirror to this scene, pregnant Tamar turns to Yehuda after he was with her as a prostitute and voices the same imperative to recognize haker na, the personal belongings he had left behind. Her ask isn't only for identification, but to live up to his responsibility in this relationship, in contrast to his earlier abandonment towards his brother 
echoing in these same words. Finally, when Yosef recognizes his brothers who come down to Egypt during famine, even as they don't recognize him, and then he disguises himself, he is living out a complex tension between recognition and alienation in his relationship to his family. What exactly was the nature of the initial lack of recognition when Yaakov came before his father? Why does it continue to reverberate so powerfully as he confronts Lavan and as his sons bear his legacy of alienation? One Midrash offers an eerie and profound interpretation of Yitzchak's failure to recognize Yaakov. Yitzchak may very well have identified that it was Yaakov in front of him. But through his prophetic ability to see into the future, he saw that Yaakov's descendants would include people who were wicked, no better than Esav. So he saw no reason to compassionately embrace Yaakov as more deserving of blessing in his own right, to recognize him as the preferred son. By bringing up Yaakov's future wicked descendants, the Midrash also leaves us with the sense that Yaakov didn't inherently deserve blessing. We end up with a story where there is no alignment between blessing and merit. There is no such thing as a deserved blessing. It is this lingering impact of Yitzchak's lack of recognition and Yaakov's anxiety about whether he deserves blessing that comes to a head in the climactic scene when Yaakov confronts Lavan with the demand for recognition, haker lecha. As Lavan searches through all of Yaakov's belongings, Yaakov launches into a speech demanding recognition for his hard work under the extremely difficult and unfair conditions of Lavan's terms. Yaakov speaks of how much he has done to earn this prosperity, i.e. his own blessing, and cringes at Lavan's accusation that Yaakov is a crook who has earned none of it. Invoking the word recognize, haker, Yaakov shows how scarred he is from his father's lack of recognition how much anxiety he carries about whether he will ever be recognized as someone worthy of blessing. The final biblical story that hinges on this same root is that of Boaz and Ruth, which can be seen as a denouement to the cascading effects of recognition gone wrong in the relationship surrounding Yaakov and his children. When Boaz chooses to behave generously towards Ruth, offering her food and protection, she turns to him saying, Why have I found favor in your eyes to recognize me when I am a stranger? Ruth feels she is receiving an undeserved blessing, but it is not a source of guilt or anxiety. This undeserved blessing represents an expansive gaze of recognition, one that embraces the other in relationship even when there is no reason to do so. Boaz's generosity of recognition stems from Ruth's initiative in extending the recognition of family and compassion towards her mother-in-law, Naomi, when she had no responsibility to do so. Recognition in this story is about cascading acts of generosity, not about trying to earn or pay back what we receive. This accords with how the philosopher Paul Ricoeur speaks of the comfort and catalyzing effect recognition offers, as it, quote, lightens the weight of obligation to give in return and reorients this toward a generosity equal to the one that led to the first gift of being recognized, end quote. 
Ruth generously recognizes Naomi, and this catalyzes a separate act of generosity. The resolution to Yaakov's misalignment of undeserved blessing is not to try to justify why we deserve the blessings we have. We live in a world where prosperity, hard work, and merit don't necessarily match up. Following in the footsteps of Ruth and Boaz, we can aspire to an approach where the response to undeserved blessing is to expansively share our own gaze of recognition, empathy, and responsibility to do whatever we can to move forward that undeserved blessing out into the world. Shabbat Shalom. We'll close with a melody by Rav Michal Torsky of Milwaukee, Penu Eli. Ay 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 